Welcome to the podcast From Depression to Expression. I'm your host, Oliver Schirach. I have struggled for many years with low energy, self-worth and depression, which have hindered me to truly live my life and express the beauty that is within me. To help myself, I started to learn a lot of things. After many years, I feel ready to share what I've learned with you. You're at the right place if you want to find out more about what is depression, what can cause it and how to get out of it again. It's either for you or for someone you know. We will be going out into realms that are not yet accepted by mainstream. We will be talking about the effects of food on your emotions, being unaware of your emotions, shadow work, triggers, soul retrieval, awakening, dark night of the soul, near-death experiences and much more. Some of those shows would be just me talking about things that are on my heart and what I learned lately. Other shows are with guests from around the world which will share their knowledge with us and broaden our horizons. Those guests can be scientists, shamans, medicine men or women, therapists, personal coaches and of course people that went through depression themselves and sharing their experience, what they learned by finding out who they are. Follow me on this journey to learn more about how to overcome depression. Learn to accept and love yourself truly. So we can embrace our authentic self unapologetically and start expressing who we are without fear, but with joy and lightness. Please remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and share this episode with someone you know that needs to hear this information. So without any further ado, let's get into today's show. We are recording. And this on the other side is Yogo Barrocas. I hope I pronounced it right. Uh, situated somewhere in Portugal. And he he somehow found me on Instagram and I'm like, oh, this is an interesting profile. So we had a chat and we agreed to have this interview. Yogo started helping guys dating when he himself found out that he's too shy and put the intention. Now I'm not going to be that shy guy anymore and started to work on his self-esteem and going out dating and then helped other guys, which were shy, to, to be more successful. And for about a year, somewhere in between, you know, the 2020 lockdown period, uh, Yogo had some more spiritual awakenings. And since then he tries, or not tries, he's doing it. He helps other people finding spiritual awakening and self-realization. So welcome to my show from depression to expression. Pleasure, man. I think this sounds like the perfect name. Really? <laughs> yes at least i'm still in you know in and out of depression and stress and trauma and trying to figure out which buttons i have to press so that's also the reason i'm i'm doing these interviews it's if it's interesting me and if it's you know giving me inspiration and some new tools then definitely there's something for a much broader audience uh, especially for the last one and a half years with the whole chaos around the world, there must be a lot of depressions going on and a lot of people asking themselves, what is it that I really want? So I hope I can help as many people as possible. 
Definitely. So now I want you up front. I have a few loose questions, which I normally use to find a path. And one of them is if you would describe yourself in three headlines or three words, what would these three words be? Conviction. Okay. Um, persistence. And a little madness. <laughs> madness. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so how is this conviction a part of you? I think if you want to like, you know, take life to higher heights, you have to have that, that conviction with you. And th that's something you, you, you gain over time as you, you know, have more, build more faith when you take, make decisions and you see like that you're always supported, you know, in your decision, when you make your decisions, there's something, the universe is always backing you up. If you, if you have that, that trust so that's something that has been with me since i started this this journey of self-development self uh you know self-knowing and allowed me to accelerate my journey so quickly yes and the persistence yeah i mean persistence is especially like you know when 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 things don't are not going as you expect them to go like that that's something that you there's a quality of persistence that it's important to have if you want to if you want to experience the the other side you know like because adversity will come in your life and if you're not persistent if you just kind of like oh, i'm going to try if you not have that like kind of all in attitude in persistent attitude then it's gonna kind of very easy to be uh, to to give up you know to quit okay yeah so you you have to yeah you have the energy to continue even though it doesn't feel like has that always mm. been a part of you this persistent or did it show up now the last four or five years yeah definitely in the last four or five years like i wasn't that wasn't my qualities at all like i was maybe giving a little bit of background uh, of myself before these five years last five years i was like spending most of my time playing video games like 10 hours a day maybe sometimes and that was my my escape we can say from from life even though like I can I can now look back and see that even though was in a sense wasting my time with video games, actually video games were actually very very good for me, very helpful. I learned a lot from it, uh, and and then I kind of applied a lot of those things into real life, the things that I learned in video games. But uh, yeah, I wasn't that wasn't my qualities at all. I was really avoidant of of challenges in life. I was just, you know, going to the path of least resistance, just doing the things that I feel comfortable doing and not like stepping into outside of my comfort zone. So 
that's something that I cultivated in. If I cultivated that, you know, like anyone can. Because that wasn't my natural qualities where I was born with or whatever, you know. So did, did you have this choice uh, or this intention set by yourself that you will be more persistent and have a higher conviction? Or was this something that just slowly developed because you saw success? Well, to be honest, I was such in a dark, like a, a bottom, a rock bottom, that for me, there was no other alternative. That, that's how I was set in my mind. So I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try trying. So there's no, so that's, that's where the persistence came in, you know, because there's no other alternative. So I only have the alternative to persist it because I have no alternative to go back to who I was before. So when I set that in my mind, then, then that persistence came, started coming as a result of my all-in kind of attitude towards my change. Yeah. It's so dark. I want to have light. <laughs> I want to have... Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then um, the third one, madness. How, <laughs> how does that play in the role here? Madness. Yeah. I think it's been it's been like very the last five years has been so fast, you know, very uh, like I, I say madness is that because in order for you to 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 accelerate your journey, your spiritual journey or any journey so quickly, you have to have a quality of like kind of crazy, gotta be a little bit like. You can't just be like, oh yeah, I want to have a balanced life and I want to have this, this, all these things, you know, all these plates spinning, you know, whatever. It's more of like, there's no, there's, there's none of that for me. There's always this kind of diving into things at like at first, you know, and, and with the awakening, I think that's like, there was a, a big quality of, of like free falling, like what most people are afraid of, like letting go of everything, you know, and, and then going into this kind of free fall. I call it free fall because you're just in the moment. There's only the moment and there's no like more linearity to it. Like you're no longer like projecting the past into the future like most people do. You're just living in a moment, like in a present future orientation, but you're not really know what's going to happen in the future because you're always in the present. You're always aware of, of the now. And then you're walking, you're walking towards the unknown constantly, like the uncertainty. So that, that requires some level of, you know, having some, some qualities of it, like having guts and having some madness to it yeah i think anyone like there was a quote that I, i read yesterday like saying like any kind of genius has to have, to have a quality of madness because <laughs> everyone wants to have a balanced life but genius is never have a balanced life if you look at any any anyone that excelled in any area um they were not balanced they were quite obsessed or They were quite, you know, narrow-minded. 
<laughs> you think you're narrow-minded or i wouldn't say i'm, I'm narrow-minded i just i just learned that the best way to learn something is just to give your all to it instead of spreading your energy to too many things that then you end up falling short in all of them you know yeah uh, I, i can see that one and uh yeah i have a few questions already on the side <laughs> so let me see um my other favorite question for my other show which is a bit on hold now because uh i was a bit so no i'm not surprised because i already made a network right with people i interviewed but it's still kind of a lot of interviews i have at the moment <laughs> and it's december it's kind of like i feel like this need of just cuddling myself and you know find my my way right instead of going too much out uh, i think the summer is a better place where you go really outwards and um so it's kind of balancing now for me at least so in 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 the other podcast i always ask as well and i, I think i take it over here in this podcast if you're a new caller for a coloring box what kind of color would you be you're the new adding you know you're the new guy <laughs> uh, what color would you be and why would you be that color what color can you repeat the question like yeah it's like you can you can go completely crazy so yeah uh, my other podcast is more on creativity and creative mindset and you know how to to get that so you can be mm -hmm. completely crazy you can also just say i'm red orange blue green whatever for mm -hmm. whatever reasons i mean blue some people said the ocean is so wide and the possibilities are there so blue is their color green because the leaves of the trees uh mm. golden because i don't know golden buddhas <laughs> i don't remember the answer but you know or it can be something like um transparent like one guy said transparent because people can see through him and see what's behind they can see themselves mm. because he's trying to coach other people so he kind of reflects them or reflective to yeah. reflect the true nature <laughs> yes so for me maybe i'll go for white actually white and yeah and why because is that that brightness that brightness the white bright awareness you know the the yeah just just feeling into you know the brightness of being at, at least that's how i kind of see myself you know like a, a beacon okay. a beacon of white light <laughs> that's nice do you Do you also meditate and 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 see that light, or do you see that light around you in whatever activities you do yeah. or situations? Yeah. So, as you as you go deeper in your self realization, the line between meditating or not meditating disappears. So, so for me, there's not really I'm meditating or I'm not meditating. It's just meditation is just my way of being. That's just being with the isness <laughs> wow um yeah let me see how i get all these questions in my head somehow together so we get a picture for for the listeners and me um there's like different pieces right i see mm -hmm. uh they're not really connected yet mm, somehow i make the connection but i should be very careful because 
the way you interpret them and how they are connected for you might be completely different than what I imagine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so now we know your convicting conviction, persistent, mad guy, which is the white beacon. And <laughs> do you have any fun fact or secret that not many people know? I mean, now you shared that you were like playing fun 10 fact, hours of, of, of games I, I, before, right? I've done, I've done a lot of threesomes with my, a friend of mine. We shared girls and stuff like that. Oh, oh that's very open. I have not had such a secret. Okay. So then do you have a girlfriend or you're more like for the open relationships? Well, right now I'm I'm dating someone. I don't really like labeling our relationships because that constrains and limits the relationship or in a way like creates this uh, limitations. So I like to keep it open. And as long as it resonates, as long as it's in my excitements, my or the, both both people's higher selves excitement there is that there is that resonance then sure I, i'll 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 and it, and it makes sense for me personally right now to like you know i've 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 done pretty pretty crazy things before and went through that phase of like single and like experimenting different things and now i'm like really more into a phase of like dedicating focusing on one person and and i think that a lot of people use relationships in a way to like in a sense to use the other person to kind of we can say hide their insecurities or cover up or you know stuff like that but uh, for me the purpose of the relationship is to actually like accelerate the journey to expose insecurities to to heal insecurities, to heal any lack beliefs. And has been very good, this relationship that I had. So, yeah, I'm glad about it. Wow, more and more and more questions come up here. Uh, <laughs> you kind of pull in all these different things I learned over the last 10 years. Um, also talk I had this year with a friend of mine. Um, and she didn't have a relation yeah we all have relationships i mean a relationship with our kids and this is not romantic um and i think it's very very interesting what you just said about how you look at the current relationship so for me i, I read the book from gary Zukov. i don't know if you are aware of him he's talking about emotional awareness and how we like you said like um escapism right he talks about the different escapism from feeling the feelings, the emotions, and perhaps also get the insight of the thoughts coming up with these emotions and feelings, right? There's, depending who you listen to, there's a connection between the thoughts you have and emotions occurring in your body. So if you have the wrong thoughts, then you will feel down. And I know that because sometimes you just go down that rat hole and you're like, why the fuck did I get up here? I feel terrible. Just because one thought started something right and then the whole body reacts on that so and 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 he also talks about relationships so now i'm curious when you say you want to keep it open so both so it's exciting for both so what are you looking in a relationship um i mean when we look at the well-established 
marriage, right? <laughs> Between a man and a woman and a woman and a man. Yeah. How do you look at that? I think like going into a relationship, like I think it's so much more powerful to have a relationship where there is freedom because a lot of people limit each other in a relationship like, or, you know, like I, I love you as long as you don't get out of the things that I expect you to, to respect so that you don't make me feel insecure. Right. Yeah. Kind of like that. Oh yes. It's the, it's the, how you call it? Unconditional love, but this is a conditional love. Yes. Yes. Correct. These are the rules and, and we forget to tell the rules yes. to the partner. Yeah. Yeah, you don't communicate even. You just keep them unconscious. Most of the time, most people do that anyways. And yeah, actually, I've, I've communicated quite clearly about the, the, the expectations or the, the sets, the, the framework of the relationship. And the, that was agreed in a sense that uh, right now we're not even in the same country. But the, the key was that Yeah, we as long as we are feeling uh, connect this connection and there is relevance in this relationship for our growth, we keep at it, but we are not limited to each other. So if you meet someone and you feel inspired to, you know, whatever, have a, an experience with them or, you know, sleep with them or whatever, go for it. Even if that makes me feel insecure, because I'm not going to tell you that I'm, I'm, I'm over, completely over those attachments so they come up but that's 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 what i've seen our relationship can be so powerful is that like you know when the drama comes up the trauma comes up like you can you and your partner can if you have this beautiful synergy can work it out together and and heal each other basically or help heal each other so it can come a very completely different place for what most relationships are defined and, and work it's it's yeah. instead of avoiding in, in insecurity is actually by by in a sense calling like being true so with each other being truly loving so because there is no agenda like i'm it's no like I'm, i'm afraid of losing you or you're afraid of losing me so then from that place true honesty true communication can occur because there is no agenda there's no manipulation right <laughs> yeah right i mean i don't know i didn't have a relationship like that <laughs> i was you know i'm i haven't opened yet the paper but i'm sure we are officially divorced now but uh, in may i was you know kindly asked to to leave the home and leave the kids behind and all these things and of course there have been some conditions connected to the relationship i had with my ex-wife right um and i do not know how much of those limitations she was aware of or these conditions and i was definitely not aware of many of them um are trying always to think like what did i expect my ex-wife to do to give me right especially since i had to talk with my friend in switzerland uh, after i was told i should divorce i went to switzerland for six weeks of reconnecting <laughs> To myself i was in the mountains and i met several people and it was really interesting especially because you say when you have this open space um communication and you're triggered if if you're 
I don't know. How, how, how do you call your relationship? Is it a girlfriend? Is it a spiritual partnership? How, how do you look at it? I prefer to not call it anything. <laughs> you don't call it anything. Okay. No, no, but that's okay. So, because you say, even if your relationship has romantic evening or a week with another guy or not a woman or whatever, you're still triggered your insecurities of, of, I mean, of you something. might, you might be, you might to an extent still, I might still to an extent feel that, but I'm, I'm actually happy to see it. You know, a lot of people are not happy to see it. They want <laughs> to cover it up, uh, those, those things. Right. But I'm actually, you can use a relationship or in a sense, you can use the relationship for that purpose to accelerate your own healing. Cause it's, it's all, a lot of shit is going to come up there. So, so, but how do you heal that? I mean, you say, okay, so I get jealous because I know now the other yes. half is doing something and mm. it comes up in you and you use that for self-healing. So but how? So because, because that exposes that I'm, that I, I'm using the, or the, the partner was attached to his feelings of unworthiness about yourself. So I'm feeling unworthy. So if my partner shits on me, that means that I'm not good enough, that I'm not worthy. That's the beliefs that come or not up, lovable, right? right? Because or if I would lovable. be lovable, they wouldn't do that. Yeah. So that's the beliefs that come up. But when you get in touch with your true self, that is infinitely worthy, <laughs> then you show to that belief that that cannot be true no matter what. No matter what happens, that can't be true. So what is your practice to get in touch with that, you know, inner, higher in you know unconditional loving being of yourself how do you get in touch with that well you we all we all are it um <laughs> we all are it there's only one being so the the way to to increase that connection with it is resting as awareness for whatever for short periods of time just really getting connected in and abiding as awareness, the let's say the background of our thoughts, the witness of our thoughts, of the thoughts, that's what you truly are. And and then using that background as a contrast for, for you know your feelings, your insecurities, and allowing them to resolve. <laughs> so that means. And now you said meditation for you is just like a continuous thing. So the, the line between yeah. normal life and meditation is it's like this, this line is practically not there. It, it sounds a bit like Eckhart Tolle when he talks about, you know, when becoming aware of your awareness, like the observer of the awareness, the more you practice it, the more you're just constantly aware of how you react, how you feel. Is mm -hmm. that kind of like, how you interpret it as well yeah so like the more you practice that and the more you're quote-unquote in meditation or abiding as awareness then it's like it, you increase the brightness you increase your conviction and then whenever insecurities come up now your allegiance is no longer in the insecurities and or hiding them your allegiance is in your greatest your greatest self your capital s self <laughs> So when, when your allegiance is in that, whenever things arise, 
in your consciousness, then you don't take them personally because you're you're no longer believing that that's who you are, whatever is arising. Because you're what you are is not that, right? That just appears to you, that arises in, in front of you, we can say. So then it's so much more easier to, to allow yourself to see your insecurities because you're no longer holding on to them. You're no longer believing they are who you are. So then you're, it's, easier, it's easier in that, in that space to, to look at a belief like I'm not worthy or I'm lacking love or whatever, to look at it uh, from a neutral or even a positive, in a positive way to see that this energy it's as well part of your higher self, your God self. So you can allow the energy to be as it is and, and to resolve. So whenever you get triggered, whenever things come up, you can sit with it instead of reacting to that energy and then making something or doing something. You can just take a step back, slow down, sit with that and feel it and, and, re- and bring your focus as well to the, to the background. <laughs> of your thoughts you know yeah um i just you know where we what you talk i just have the feeling we were jumping from the very shallow straight into the deep end of the pool um so before we're losing some of our listeners because they're like what is he talking about i i it's it, it's from depression to expression so i want to pull a bit back if i can yeah uh, <laughs> yeah sure and uh, i I don't know if you just got a phone call. I, no, no. Um, but let, let's pull a bit back because what you're saying, I, I have some understanding because of all these different things I've been listening to, reading. Uh, but I can see we took like really a few steps ahead <laughs> from, <laughs> from where we started. Uh, <laughs> so like, how can, I, how can I pull back here? So we, we know you said you were video gaming 10 hours and then you were a shy guy that at least that's what we had to talk on monday that you were a shy guy and you wanted to date more so you started to be more brave um but can you tell me like what happened there you know so for for the listeners to get to kind of know you so you're the 10 hour guy on the computer dating girls i don't know impossible or difficult so what happened well, <clears throat> I I had like a, a opportunity. I met this girl through friend circle, and yeah, like uh, there was some spark there. But eventually, when we were exchanging texts and and you know talking, I kind of ruined it. Kind of became too needy, and that kind of was a spark, like a a little kick in the ass for me because. Since that I didn't have a lot of options or opportunities with women, like th- fucking up that opportunity really get me got me like really upset about it because I was like fuck I fucked this one up like I'm 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 done now and though so like there was anger there was some anger that came up in that in that moment and so that anger of like okay I'm gonna I'm going to like that anger was what propelled me to like start working out or working on myself first. Like, so that kind of was like a, the spark for me. 
the, I remember one day, like in in my room that day, when when I fucked it up, and there was this urge, like this urge within me that came up. This I felt like almost like an active activation, in a in a sense, like almost like we can say like when people talk about spiritual activation, sense that there was this emotional urge, and for my where I was at with like you know depression or you know just apathy victim the anger was a step up from that in terms of inner energetically okay so it was so an anger the emotion yeah. motivation was anger yeah exactly so the anger started got me to work out work out you know doing some push-ups abs going out for running and and then i started building momentum with that and later on there was this half marathon in my city so i decided to participate in that and actually funny funny story is that i two weeks before i started going to the gym i got the balls to go to the gym because i was even scared of the gym because there was like people there and you know i felt like the awkwardness of being around a lot of people but i started going to the gym and and i injured my leg my muscle in my leg two weeks before the marathon half marathon but i was already so committed and i was been practicing for such a long time that even with the doctor telling me to not do it to rest my leg and whatnot i still went and did it so that's where the madness <laughs> uh, where, where i had the madness of when you asked me those questions so i i i put like a little rubber band around my leg so that it keeps the muscle together and i did the half marathon anyways and <laughs> and, and i yes and i i did the, my best time ever okay so that's you know that's conviction as well and persistence madness all together yeah, in that all together all together in that yeah so and that was pushing you forward that you can do it and and how yeah. did you then get into so then you started dating more women because you started feeling better about yourself or yeah i mean after like you know when i ended this marathon there was this really sparkling thought in my head of saying everything is possible mm. i can do anything because i've proved my to myself right i proved myself that if i put in the work no matter what happens even if my i'm injured even if whatever if i lose a leg I can still do it because I had the commitment. So I can do it. I can find a way. I can create a way. If there is no way, I'll, I'll find a way. And so that really gave me the confidence that I was, I needed at the time. Like it really gave me that boost. <clears throat> and yeah, like I didn't start meeting, dating women right away. Like I was way too scared of talking with women to start with that so my 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 start was like asking people old ladies for directions or asking old ladies for the time that was where i started approaching people um and yeah like i think there's a big lesson here for people is that like no matter how dark it seems how low it seems if you if you just take the first step if you just start you know, doesn't matter how small is your step. Doesn't matter, like, you know, if you go and ask for directions or 
if you do a couple of push-ups. But the next day you can do, instead of couple, you can do four push-ups. And the next day you can do eight push-ups. And the next day you can do 16. And then you can, you keep, you start. You, it, what's important is the building a upward spiral, you know, like a positive spiral of momentum. And a lot of people don't start because they, they expect too much of themselves at first, right? So I think that's the, the main lesson for, for people that listen to the podcast is that I add zero expectations of myself, but at the same time, I just, I just decided to start with something regardless of how small it seemed in the short term, how meaningless it seemed. Oh, yeah, asking directions or how, how am I going to, you know, achieve anything great from that, right? People would think like, oh, I can do that, right? Because then we become arrogant and we think like we expect like, oh, I should achieve all of this in right now or I want things right now. Like people have this impatience. So there's a quality of, of me of patience. But at the same time, like when you build momentum, right? When you start building momentum, positive momentum, like the momentum takes over is like a snowball can be, become a snowball and then the snowball becomes bigger and faster and, and it can, it can go much, much faster. And then, then you can, and then you can accelerate after a while of that, but to, to start out, you know, to just start, like start really small. So this, this is basically your tip is if you want to, change your life and create momentum is start with something small so if you're in in your case being afraid of of contact with other people i mean you, you mentioned it also with the gym going to the gym probably being feeling judged with other people when you work out there right but people normally in the gym don't care they only look at themselves in the mirror <laughs> like 80 90 percent of the people are only caring about themselves that's why they're there so <laughs> and then and then another part as you said hard time talking to women is elderly women where you obviously do not want anything start to ask about little things as you said time direction or whatever it is and then over time you just feel more and more confident doing these things but do not expect too much and um yeah i definitely can see that in myself like i'm gonna do this and this up in my head or somewhere in in my consciousness in my awareness i know it's just a small step. And if you do it every day after a year or two, you do not know what you can actually achieve in that, right? Like playing guitar, do it every day for half an hour where you're going to be in a year or two, you don't know, or drawing or talking to people or being a speaker or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, so that's, uh, and don't have too high expectations. And I think that's taking Tim Ferriss uh, when he says, you know, what is your passion? He's like, we're not like this ice cube or stone where you hit on it and then we find the perfect, you know, you inside. It's like we are more like a clay core, which is given, right? Our personality and our physics. And then you throw things at it. And some of these clay pieces will stay and some will fall off again. So if you have no expectations and you try this and try that, some of the things will just be like, oh, that doesn't lead anywhere <laughs> and something mm. else is like like in your case suddenly, suddenly you go up and up and up and up and up and you, you get momentum because you found the right thing yeah i think i think the quality as well that you 
because because the thing with trying new things is that when people are always kind of one step in and one step out a lot of times people are like do that like so they, they go into trying something and they don't give it a true shot like they don't give it a, a wholehearted shot they they the back of like if you if you try you know if you just say i'm going to try this it's already assuming in the back of your mind that you have a backup plan you have like an option to go back and and usually that's what's going to happen you're going to try it but then you're going to be like oh i'm going to go back to my comfort zone or to the, my plan b so when 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 i say try a new thing i say don't have a plan b that and that's the thing that's when you truly give it a, a wholehearted shot is that when you don't have a plan b when you only have a plan a that's it and then and then you see what happens from that i remember something like that from another guy business advice mm-hmm. uh i mean don't go completely in something you don't have any idea about right because <laughs> you might end up for disaster but if you have you made your mind up and kind of figured out you know your skill sets and whatever not works do not have a plan b like you said kind of burn all the bridges <laughs> in his case it was like really he he consciously basically made it impossible for him to go back to his job he had before because he tried to build his business and he said if he would have had the chance to go back <laughs> to the other job he might not have given it all right as you say you you just it gets hard and then you back out like oh okay i can go back to my old job and have my good salary and everything <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like if you have a plan B already given up, you already failed, basically. That's it. You already failed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh damn. Okay. We have to rewrite a lot of business school books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how did your journey go on from there? I mean, now now you started building momentum and then eventually dating women, and we know now your your secret. So how did you come to actually you know coach other guys or help uh, yeah so coming from the place that i came from like that seems too obvious to me that there was that was almost my responsibility you know <laughs> in a sense because i was like well if i was managed to get out of that place by myself like what am i going to do with this stuff that i know now you know and so many guys are struggling out there to to meet women, to not be an incel or, you know, to not stay at home and masturbate. So many, so many guys that I just felt like that was the logical thing for me to, to strive, to strive, to go towards, which being, becoming a coach. And, and yeah, that helped me, that helped in so many ways because being oriented early on, oriented to help other people, like I had to, I had the focus to become very good at what I was doing. You know, I, I just don't want to be like, okay, good enough. I just want to be masterful <laughs> because of that too. So that helped me a lot in, in terms of my process of mastery and getting really good with, with meeting women, attracting women and, you know, my personality, uh, building my personality around that, uh, become funnier, all, all that stuff, all, all that stuff becoming grounded and 
And so that 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 yeah. Then I just start doing it, helping so people. What, what what did you what were your actual steps to master it? Like, okay, I want to be a master, I want to teach other guys because I think there's something for other guys. So how did was the mastery? Was the mastery basically just trying to date more women, or did you do other things to actually improve? Mastery, it's it's about it's not like yeah, it's about the process itself. It's not about the outcomes. It's about becoming um, becoming really good at the process and and the skill set and understanding how to learn. I think the biggest the biggest skill set of of all in the world is learning how to learn. <laughs> and that's why mastery is important. People talk about mastery uh, being something important in people's lives. But why is it important to choose one thing and, and be masterful at it? Because then you learn the process of learning something. And then when you do that, you can literally just apply it After you do that, you can apply it any other area of your life because the process is all the same. Ah, so it was, but you practice just by yourself or did you have help? Did you go out for other coaches or books mm. or stuff? Or you just were aware like, okay, if I master this process of dating women and be self-confident, then I will be able to learn and apply it in whatever else I want to learn. Yeah, so I was looking for, so I think I think the main thing about mastery is that you have to be quite a vision, like visionary in a sense of looking for the long term, for the long term benefit, in order for you to to go to that mastery mastery process. What was your question, by the way? <laughs> If, kind of, if, if you if you just did it yourself kind of like uh, oh yeah learning, the learning, or if you if you started reading mm -hmm. books or going for yeah. courses or having a mentor or whatever not so for me this is the main secret for me that helped me to get away with that process because for a lot of people they their environment reinforces who they were before right reinforces Would they have been? Would they have conditioned themselves to believe they are? So if you if you don't somehow find ways to change your environment, it can be quite tricky to to change yourself to apply yourself to mastery because you know your friends or your family members that you're around they they're gonna reinforce the old you and they're not gonna be they're gonna be insecure about your attempts to become a new you because you're going to expose their insecurities. So you got to find a way to, to regardless of where you're at right now, to, to surround yourself with the things that you want to be like, or the people you want to be like. And with it, like nowadays, we're so lucky that we have the internet, you know, because you can literally click on the, on a keyboard and, and have anyone you want in the world right in front of you in a screen. So then if you know what you want to be good at, then you can, like, you can, that's what I did. So at first I was by myself. I started by myself and I actually looked for dating YouTube content. And at the time was RST, 
don't know if you're familiar with RSD. Uh, you, you can look it up afterwards. But basically, there was this company in the US uh, that was about, you know, meeting women on the streets and the bars and having this, this crazy, crazy seminars. Um, and so they, he had like long format videos, like two hour, three hour videos on YouTube. <laughs> And I just, I just um, devoured that content for, for our, for like, basically my, my whole first two, four or five months was just going out, applying stuff and then getting home, closing myself in my room and just, just uh, immersing myself in that three hour, four hour content and just, <laughs> just absorbing all like, you know, his way of being and his way of talking and the, the way he was making jokes and all that stuff. I was just like taking it in, taking it in, taking it in. So I started be, like by doing that, I was generating the environment of that guy being a, around me all the time. Okay. So I started, started becoming more like that over time. Okay. So that was kind of like mentoring through watching YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And and then, um, you know, now you helped other guys to, you know, to be more confident because you, you, you learned the process. And you said, like, during the corona time, you had a much uh, more spiritual awakening. So what happened there? Well, I mean, uh, I kind of got to a point in my journey where I, all the things in my mind that I thought would fulfill me like the sex or, you know, the recognition, um, they didn't, they didn't work. Uh, I, I, I kind of realized that this, that, that path wasn't going to work for me because I wasn't, I wasn't feeling free. I was feeling more burden than ever, even though I was getting more results than ever. So that, that was the kind of turning point for me to, try to find other other answers that I was not getting there. So that's where I turned into this more sp the spiritual, spiritual path. And before the COVID, I was already kind of in that process in a way. But, um, but yeah, the, the, the COVID situation just really, just really accelerated everything for me because I just sat at home. Uh, and and before and I, I always had some other things that distracted me women other things that were pulling my attention uh, that then I wasn't able to just go fully into in, into the awakening side of things but the COVID just really was the perfect situation for me uh, to go to into that way more way more than I would ever go if, if I if it didn't happen so so what was it if I understand the part that enabled you to go more into the spiritual awakening and, and you know, um, self-realization during COVID was because now you were not exposed to all these external pulling mechanisms, like by women, which wanted your attention and coaching and other things. So now you were for yourself. Um, so what did you do? 
being for yourself. Other people would start playing games again and <laughs> Netflix and VR play or whatever. Well, I mean, I was already I was already really interested in the spiritual side of things. I, I've, I've before the COVID, I was already doing a lot of experimenting psychedelics and had crazy trips, crazy awakening trips with with this, uh, with LSD and whatnot. So I was already a lot interested in the spirituality i was going camping with some friends and like doing whatever experiments and so that was already my interest my focus i was like looking on on youtube or content about it i was just like i was really obsessed with this uh, trying to find what's true what is the truth <laughs> what is truth what is truth and Yes, yeah, so that that was already. That's why it was for me it was already uh, what I was looking for, basically. So was already in my in my mind all the time, like trying to understand things. And so then with COVID situation, that that, that was a perfect situation for me to like go and inquire more and 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 discover, try to discover more what what is my true self what is what is freedom because for me what i realized from early on in my journey was that what i was looking for truly was this sense of freedom this sense of ease of flow because i remember many many moments in my journey where you know i was feeling so present to the moment that everything was fl flowing through me there was no uh planning there was no uh strategizing there was just a flow of things coming out of me and those moments were the moments that really got me hooked got me addicted to the journey itself <clears throat> so that's the, that's what i was truly looking for that's what I kind of realized so yeah that got me into self-realization okay so so that means what what did you find what did you find out about yourself during this period where you were locked down and uh, had the chance to be more yourself i mean did you meditate as well or yeah 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 definitely uh, and and when was this big aha moment where this big realization came like wow do you remember that yeah i mean i remember like a video when someone was talking about that there is no self or there is yeah, like something like there is no self or the self is not real. And I was like, what? What does that mean? I'm not real. <laughs> uh, and that that was like a little bit moment of like, because okay, I, I mean, I was really open-minded. So so for a lot of people listening to this, like people would be like, ah, oh, that's, that's crap. What is he talking about, right? But for me, I was like, okay, I'm open to anything. Let me, let me, let me investigate into this. And that's where I found Bentinho Massaro uh, sometime down the line. I had some uh, Bentinho Massaro? <laughs> yes. I had some mentors. He's deep. He's deep. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I wanted to go as deep as I could, as could be possible. So when I had some mentors that really guided me towards that uh, deeper and deeper awakening of like deeper layers of self, deeper... Uh, states of uh, higher states of consciousness and then i found bentinho 
uh, that was really like for me what, what I was really looking for continuous content basically <laughs> and so that's where that's what brought me to to where I'm at right now is just following his content applying his content and getting to the states that he talks about and right now I'm 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 in a quite high state of consciousness right now like as my normal state so now from all these different classes i mean bentino for me definitely two years ago if i would have listened to him i would have been like what the fuck um <laughs> you need to have some kind of <laughs> openness and some kind of exposure before you get to bentino i think um even though he has a good podcast where he really tries to have these other two girls explaining what he's sharing in in their words and explanations uh, because they share it also for people which are not so far in the journey. Um, so, so I really love that. Uh, what, what's the question I had in my head? <laughs> so, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. Can you learn? I mean, I know you cannot really learn these things, right? You cannot you cannot read yourself to awakening. You cannot listen yourself to awakening. You kind of need to experience it. Um, now I'm talking to someone which has experienced it. I just have it intellectualized. <laughs> so I believe in it because I know it's the truth, but I haven't experienced it. So I'm on on the on the other side. Perhaps that's a part of this trauma, depression kind of uh, part there because I've also listened to uh, Gabor Mate which talks a lot about trauma. And there was another guy which had just a show together with him, which is more on the awakening side, right? And they look at trauma and awakening, depression, awakening. How does that work together? Um, is one possible without the other? So how how is your experience with, <laughs> with this awakening process? Because, yeah. As I said, reading into it, I don't believe you can read yourself into it. But what was the part? I mean, you said you listen to this YouTube yourself. It's not existing, right? Something like that. So what happens when, when, when you have this aha moment? What, what, what happened for you? Did you just like feel super light or just a lot of information came in or you were just waking up a few hours later like some people? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hard, it's hard to kind of point, pinpoint a moment. It's, it's, it's more like a gradient, you know. But I would say that there was a moment for me where I did like a kind of a 10-day retreat with a friend of mine. We rented a place in the woods and we did for 10 days. That, that, those 10 days really helped me to see, you know, to, to see the, the monkey the monkey in my head, the monkey mind, how to, <laughs> or to really, to really, to really recognize and analyze what is what is going on inside my own head, um, and and noticing how how that a lot of the times I didn't need to think in order for me to to do things or to be or to uh, execute anything, and the the thinking was just trying to convince me or convince people that it's it's needed to think in order for you to to live that we're just so 
used to it. We're just so conditioned with it. And I, by the end of the retreat, I just realized, actually, I don't need the thinking. I can throw it out, out of the window. And I just rested. I just silented my mind and rested as awareness. And that's where I started to go deeper into it. Like, and nowadays, it's, it's, it's normal to me to not think for most of the day at all. And life happens through me uh, that much more easy and, and, and intelligently, you know, without having to think. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that, that just makes me think of, um, again, of, of course, of Eckhart Tolle, because he wrote the book in the 90s, you know, being present. And but that's great that you that you were able with this experience to say thinking out because it's true we are thinking all the time and by thinking we are looking at the world through the lens of thinking right because it's kind of graded in different shades of colors and good or bad um, black or white and everything in between which then makes it difficult to accept the situation as is because you always try to interpret why did that person talk like that to me why why did this happen to me why did that happen why is it raining today <laughs> i mean <laughs> it's just raining yeah right it's it's not raining to piss you off <laughs> it's not here to make you feel bad and stay inside the house it's it just is um so now are you teaching other people this same experience you have are you trying to help people to to get to that state yeah, so like with with the awakening stuff, a lot of my priorities slash what I want to help people with changed a lot. So definitely now I have I have some people that I'm coaching that I'm I'm teaching them the thing that I've learned myself, how to become more awakened, uh, more yeah, more true, more truer. Definitely, man. And yeah. yeah. So, so, so I have a lot of things. And we we're not going into all these different, but you have been open, you know, psychedelics, 10 day retreat. I guess that was a Vipassana. Vipassana mm-hmm. But you only did kind of, kind of yeah, Vipassana is 10 day silent retreat, no writing, no communication, just being yourself. Um, and you just did it with a friend of yours. It's yeah. tough. <laughs> tough not to. So so you were 10 days silent or? Well, no, not really. I mean, there was no, that's why I'm saying it's kind of a Vipassana, but because it was me and my friend just doing it, we kind of make, made our own rules of it, but still was very powerful. I mean, yeah, it's so you didn't communicate probably not communicating most of the time right uh yeah most of the time we didn't communicate we tried to wake up at four in the morning like the vipassana but that was way too <laughs> fuck. That was way too, way too early like my brain my brain couldn't do it for two days in a row so we, we kind of woke up like six seven a.m sometimes most of the time yeah, but I also think that's, I do not understand the point of that. Uh, I've heard Vipassana does that. Jody Spencer, when he has a retreat, right, to, you know, to really meditate, he said this is the most powerful time in the day to to meditate. 
But then I'm asking myself, like, why is it like that? We have different biological clocks. So some people are early birds. For them, it's very easy. Other people are night owls. They are normally going to bed somewhere between 12 and 1 and getting up at 4 in the morning. For them, it's kind of really like torture. Um, but there must be a reason which I do not understand. So I cannot really argue on that. So another point you mentioned uh, before I'm going to wrap it up, it's more like two things, so two questions I have here from the, from the beginning of the interview. This awakening process, right? You said you're not thinking most of the time. You just let life pass, let, let life happen through you. Um, and you said being in this present, not knowing where you walk towards, uh, you know, in, into this walking towards this unknown, being in this present moment without having like this future plan, not thinking of the past. And that's where Jody Spencer talks a lot to get get comfortable by being uncomfortable, being in the present, not knowing where you're going. So how is that? <laughs> when did you realize, I mean, when you said that sentence, I'm like, wow, that's deep. When did you realize that that's what you're doing? And, and how did you live before, you know, like five years ago? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I would say that's a very advanced state to be in. I mean, to not have any past connections with future because like, I mean, that's kind of how the mind operates with through linearity, right? So there's a linear progression from past to future. At least that's the programs that we have in our mind. So kind of not being in that is already a very kind of advanced state for people to understand what is, what is that like. But it's like, I mean, it's like you, when you, when you start practicing the meditation and more and more you, you give away your attachments you know, all the things that keep some sort of certainty to the future because like, I'm going to do this in this thing, like, you know, accumulate my well-being, my safety through this me methods, whatever methods different people have, whatever things interest different people. Like when you get to a point where you're willing to drop all of that, which, um, which is not easy because it's like, you know, scary in the sense like you don't know what's going to happen you're not in control it's like you lose you drop all the sense of all the illusion of control like trying to control and and get things uh, accumulated for the future so you drop all of that so then you're you know in god's hands like god god will use your vehicle your your vessel to do whatever whatever happens it's 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 becomes you become more of a clear empty vessel for for intelligence for infinite intelligence to operate in your in your body and mind yeah so the the thought coming up when you when you said was you know minimalist you know this the minimalists mm -hmm. which are just basically giving material things away uh, there was like a really nice documentary don't remember three four five years ago Netflix, Viaplay, whatever it was. Um, these two guys, which were like, 
having a relatively good job, right? Having a nice place in New York, probably costing a lot. Having two dinner day tables with a big one and a small one and, you know, two big TVs and all these things. And then this one guy realized that his friend at work started to be happier and happier and more relaxed and <laughs> more in the moment. And eventually he asked, what are you doing? Like, you know what? I just gave away the things I don't need. And then, you know, through discussions, he started to throw away everything. Like he just has like this one table with four chairs and whatever, four or six plates. And, you know, not like three different sets of wine glasses and <laughs> what, you know, like two yeah. sets of plates and all that stuff. Like just have it simple, simple and less and less. And and he said, he started to be happier and happier. And when you shared, like, you know, getting rid of all these things as, of this accumulation of safety. Yeah. You're more like a clean vessel. Do you think this is kind of like a spiritual path in one way of getting rid of this, the material things? I know from Bentinho as well, right? Bentinho is also talking. You do not need to have nothing, right? I mean, there's a lot of spiritual teachers saying being a human and, and being spiritual doesn't mean that you have to own nothing, right? You, you can yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. That so there is, there is a there is so there is a little paradoxes a lot of paradoxes like the deeper you go into this work is 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 plenty of paradoxes so understanding that by becoming so present and present future oriented uh, doesn't mean that you don't have ambition or there is no ambition actually there is um the the only reason why I got to this point so quickly was because of my ambition <laughs> Right, because if you don't have ambition, then it can it can become just another way of your mind to to sabotage your your advancements. Because you can just be like, oh, I'm I'm gonna be a hippie now, and I'm gonna just go with the flow. But it's not really that way, in a way. It's like you you go with the flow, but you have this. It's like it's complicated to explain. It's like it's like everything comes together, and you still use your mind but it's in a very different way that what conventionally uh, people work with their minds so it's like your mind becomes your servant and instead of being your master right but you still use the mind and you still have some sort of quality of there's there's some quality of planning and future orientation but you're not rooted in that you're not like so um absorbed by that that you lose yourself in that so you're always rooted in the moment but then there is some some quality of of future planning and future uh strategy as well but that's not the the majority of your focus of your of your direct experience if that makes sense yeah so is that you know, like the law of attraction kind of like you have this ambition and this vision where you go. Mm. Uh, do you have the feeling things are coming towards you because of that? Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're mainly focused on your state of being because your state of being is what's gonna, is like the fork, right? It's like the, the, the radio station is like your state of being is what's going to connect you with the, the right, the, the music that you want to listen to. Right, like if you are in a radio analogy, you know your 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 state of being is what is gonna ch is gonna choose the frequency of the the radio, the music that you're gonna listen to. So that's the main priority. 
I mean, focus where you're coming from in terms of your state of being. But then, of course, there is certain actions that uh, logistically speaking and, you know, uh, in terms of getting yourself more out there, for example, making content, all that stuff that it's still required for you to to operate in this world, to operate in in the world that the way it works. That that's where the self-actualization comes in more. Like, you know, instead of having the self-actualization merge with the self-realization, where you still actualize yourself to be able to work in the world, but not be of the world. <laughs> I, I in Mandino's words like being a shepherder, right? Like have this shepherding yeah. consciousness of of filling yourself, right? To be able to help others and that's i think that's where and I'm, we're going really down the spiritual path here much more than i expected <laughs> much deeper but from what i read and there's aaron abake a youtube channel which has also really great content i haven't listened to him for a long time now but i, I listened to him also he, he's from this american culture where you know christianity is very strong so he grew up in this you know environment and he uses some of his spiritual knowledge into explaining you know the bible and, and all these things right so when, when you look at these many religions you have to serve but they don't care if you're full or empty you know like you need to serve others like yeah but you cannot serve if you're empty because then you serve from a place of lack of of not having oh, enough you mean, to serve. Full. you mean full or empty yeah when you're when you're empty Right when your when your glass is empty and you support okay, others, yeah, yeah. you you yeah. cannot really give it all, right? Because and 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 Jesus also said you have right treat the others as you want to treat yourself. It basically is like you know when when you take care of yourself, <laughs> when you love yourself, when you when you give yourself what you need, uh, spiritually, emotionally, physically, <laughs> uh, all these different energy bodies. When you go into the Ayurvedic. Um, then you have like the five energy bodies astral, um, astral body energy body emo, emotional body the physical body um, yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> right and the spiritual body when you, when you fill all of those bodies with what the body needs because we're all different also on an energy level um, then you're overflowing and naturally because you're overflowing you're giving to others Right, because if you have so much of everything, you if I have so much food that I cannot eat, I would go to all the neighbors and say, Hey, look, I have food. I would go to the people down the street. I probably will start when I see people which do not have food, and I just go with food and say, Hey, here, take. I have more than plenty. But if I barely can eat enough, will I go mm -hmm. out to the to, to the ones which don't have food and give what I have left? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah, that, that's my, my five cents of um, intellectual knowledge. <laughs> I, mm -hmm. I probably have experienced it. I'm just not really on a very conscious um, awareness level because it's really resonating with me. These teachings are like so logic for me. It's incredible. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, but thank you for, for sharing this with being in the present moment and all these things, right? Uh that's it's not an easy one <laughs> but then there's this other question yeah i forget about the, the computer game because that we can take that afterwards like what did you learn from playing video games right 
or do you yeah. want to take that I, I mean yeah i i've learned a lot about teamwork working as a team you know and being able to to lead other other players and you know uh mentor other pl players so i learned a lot about like i can say like strategy and teamwork and you know uh, think things ahead you know like the, when the video game you know you gotta like know what's the next move before you do like you gotta like be some steps ahead of the next move so you know where you're going and all that so that helped me like with the more you know future oriented kind of vision oriented and then when i transitioned into so yeah then i got really good at video games like i was really really good at that and so that that was in a sense that was my first mastery kind of if you look at it that way yeah. so that then going into you know meeting other people and, and and mastering that then i already had an idea or a sense of what what was was like to to apply master to something else because I had already some, I, some that I learned in video games. Well, I'm glad I asked the question. That's good. It's like being an introvert and being shy. You actually had connections to other people. You actually were teaching and coaching other people already before you actually knew yeah, what you were kind doing. Kind of, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Like, I, I, that, that's where I felt like when, you know, you know, those people when they are outside and they're really shy, but when they put their headphones on and start playing video games, they're like, they're, their personality seems like changes and then you're like confident and stuff so that was that was a quality of me of that to within me when i was going to play video games i i i felt very comfortable there so i felt more, much more confident and naturally i was more much more confident when playing but that was when the only place i was confident back in the day back in the time yeah and yeah, I just realized there was another thing, meditation. What is meditation for you? What was meditation for you? And what is it now? Mm. That's a good that's a good question. Well, me I thought meditation for me before was just like this dry sense of rest, like, you know, just being in the now, just focusing in the now. That was that was my interpretation of meditation for a long time. So I didn't like it for a long time. Uh, most of the time because i said ah this is boring i'm just sitting here focusing the moment this is fucking boring i don't I, uh, let's do something <laughs> you know <laughs> um so there was a lot of resistance in, to do meditation but then later on when i start understanding what actually was meditation what was the the ultimate purpose of meditation not just meditating for the sake of meditating but with actually with an intention with a purpose then when when became that oriented like that like with with some degree of intensity of of that purpose of what meditation is for to you know to free yourself from baggage to 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 realize your true self and all that stuff then yeah meditation became a very different thing for me it became just became what i am i am meditation <laughs> So how did the transition work from, um, yeah, when you had this realization of the actual meditation, how, I guess you didn't go directly from meditating in, you know, focusing on the sound or focusing on your breath or focusing on mm. whatever it is to I am meditation. 
So how did you get yeah. to I am meditation? I mean, that's a difficult mm -hmm. one. I, yeah, it will really depend from person to person. But for me, like, maybe at first, I remember, like, even the, the, the meditation retreat that I did, like, the first couple of days, I, we just got, me and my friend got a, a glass, like, an empty glass, and we put it on the floor, and we sat, and we just stared at the glass, like, we just focused on the glass. We just give our all full, all-hearted attention to that glass. Or to a candle, yeah, that's a good <laughs> one too. So just give your full attention, like you, you, you want to see the, all the details and just really zoom in into that object and give your full-hearted, like full intention into the object, and then you just amplify any details of the object, you know. And then getting into that, like you, you, you basically training your your focus, your intense focus the intensity of your focus as, as we speak, we can try it yourself right now. So like whatever you choose, choose something and give your whole focus, your intense, like there is a quality of these meditations that requires some intensity. Some like I, we used to say, like, imagine that you're being pulled under water and you want to breathe that level of like, you're being pulled under the water. You want to go up and breathe like that level of will of intensity. And then when you are like practice that for a while, like you're sharpening your, your blade, we can say, you're sharpening your knife. And now when the, the knife is sharp, you can cut through the layer. So you can bring that focus back into the, your act of focusing. Like you bring it backwards into the observer, into the, the act of, of focusing, okay? And then you apply that same intensity to the act of focusing itself. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, I know why you needed 10 days of uh, retreat. <laughs> that when did it when did you actually manage to do that? How many days of these 10 days did you need? I mean, if you do it like you were doing 10 hours meditation per day, so you you can pretty much cut through a lot of stuff within that space of uh, time. So yeah, like the first couple of days, if you do it with an object and then you really train that focus, that intensity, that then the next third, fourth, five, fifth day, you just, you just really start, can just focus on the, the meditation itself, the resting in the, the witness itself, and yeah it can take you far depends on where you're at and what's relevant for everyone but always recommend people to go as far as they can because it's definitely very worth it and so so that's what you took and from that point it was kind of like being a part of of you yeah then you just can go just go outside and and finally you can see a tree without calling it a tree you just just <laughs> you just stay there you know Oh yeah, I got just open another Pandora box there, you know, like seeing things for what they are without naming anything and just yeah. I do not remember where that came. I mean, different teachers talk about that, but you know, just start looking at things for what they are without trying to name it. I mean, yeah. that could be by itself an exercise for many people, me included. Like, oh look, there's a car, it's black. No, it 
it's not a car it's not like it's just this thing driving by right or the tree don't try to call it whatever birch tree or whatever it is or or animal do you yeah jesus i mean uh i really have to be careful <laughs> we can make this a five hour interview um <laughs> how is it with awareness of energies and other beings living things do you do you feel i mean being able to be so present with this glass of water and then cutting it into you you know observing part being mm -hmm. the observer of the mm -hmm. observer uh, experiencing you know as like a detached part of it are you able to actually feel and connect with a tree or something around you when you really start to focus up or open up yeah you can feel the energy of everything you can feel you know the energy field of other entities other beings you can feel it so much more because you're not so filtered you're unfiltering yourself you know <laughs> it's like you're taking off filters of <laughs> concepts and and ideas and and then you start feeling energy more energetically the the energy of things instead of just the dry concept of it you know uh, where do you feel it let's say you look at the nice well, it's, it's not it's Yeah, it's not really like you feel it somewhere in your body. You just can, you just can. It's an intuitive thing, you know. It's like you intuit it. Okay. Yes, but uh, let's see how I'm putting that in the end. I mean, I didn't even start with depression, but it's, the podcast is from depression to expression, and I can see you're a. Let, let's let let's see what you say. Have you been depressed? before you started, you know, opening up and going for the first push-ups, going for the first fitness center, and then actually realizing you can contact women? Were you in a depressed, compressed? Yeah, thing? I mean, I was, I was really self-hate, self, -hate, self like a negative loop of like, oh, I'm going to die a virgin and I'm not going to be like, yeah, I'm just, gonna, I'm just I, like a very resigned, resigned, resigned? Resigned, so, yeah. Resigned, yeah, very resigned person. Really, like already given up, given up in a lot of in a lot of ways, and kind of having this very, very negative perspective on everything, and really just even. I wouldn't say that I would get to suicide because I don't think that was ever really deeply crossed my mind, but there was some thoughts of that, but never really. Yeah, never was not that serious so if you would have died you would have just said whatever was it like yeah yeah i mean i wouldn't be yeah 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 whatever yeah whatever yeah so it, it was not like i'm going to take my life but if i die if i have a car accident and i died so whatever right so, yeah. so kind of like this low energy and did you when you woke up in the morning was it hard for you or did you have like okay i'm gonna do this and this or just like oh shit what should i do today yeah Yeah, when you when you're like that, you just want to sleep forever, you know. Like I sleep like 12 hours a day or 10 hours a day, and then just play video games the rest of the day. Yeah, it's that was, and then it was like you know, like you know, you, you don't want to get out of bed. You're just laying there, and then just taking one more hour, or whatever, to stand up. You know, 
and and now it's it's funny because over the years with my progression my hours of sleep decreased a lot you know like so sleeping 12 10 12 hours and now like sleeping maybe seven sometimes even less and then i'm fine i'm good i'm ready yeah it's like what i've been told because i, I can see my sister can sleep 10 12 hours for example and but i'm waking up a lot but i'm tired all the time and then i had this this class cognitive and she said don't say i'm tired you know don't use that word mm -hmm. because if you say it you will feel tired but like yeah but i really yeah. feel that tired i have getting up in the morning it just takes an eternity because i have nowhere to go and people and I avoid everything and today yeah. I was also like, what should I do? But I, for me, it's like too much attention, right? I have a painting I want to finish. I have some remote control cars I should fix for the kids because something went wrong in the in the gearing. Um, I have you I talk. I do Akashic record reading for other people. I think it's super exciting. But when I'm in this state, right? Uh, when I'm in this weird state, I want to do nothing. I just want to sit down and sleep. I'm like, yeah, but then evening comes right and it's seven eight and then suddenly all these things i wanted to do suddenly come like crushing down on me but i had 10 12 hours to do them before and you don't have this energy to actually do it and you told me on monday just do it I'm like yeah i know that intellectually but what is the ingredient that is missing where's the gap for for me we will not go into that but that, that's basically what i said until the christmas time it's still this time of inter perspective right september to december in the northern hemispheres like this energy where you should focus more on yourself and the closed ones right the people around you and how you affect to to go into you and um you know we have these cycles right nature has the same cycles everything is kind of closing down now and then in january you see things even though it's winter but things start moving again and by spring, things start exploding and sharing all the new energy and sharing all the insights with the world, right? And, and everything is blossoming, lots of colors, lots of activities. Um, and just looking at nature, it's like, wow, I should, uh, it's three years now, two, three years, I'm aware of that. So I try to get into that rhythm, conscious to respect, because I'm a biological being, right, in the end. Right, we mm -hmm. are much more than that, but we all still are from Mother Earth, and we're still <laughs> organic, so we still have similar rhythms. Um, but that, but that's really great what you said. So through that path, now we have much more energy. So what is expression to you? If we want to close this from depression to expression, what is expression for you? Expression for me is being your most authentic self. And the most, and, and I think what, what can people can relate is that why people struggle with expression and I struggle many times is that because we are blocked in, in, we can say our third chakra in terms of our relationship with others. So we, our survivals now it's a little bit more developed than just like food and shelter because we already, most of us have that guaranteed in a way. So our survival comes from our relation to others. We, we are in relation to others. And, and because we care so much of what others think, we're not able to express, truly express what we are because we block it, we filter it a lot because of what other people 
of the fear of judgment from other people. So if you can, you know, heal yourself or overcome that this third chakra response and go beyond it and, you know, go into your heart, we can say, your art space, then it will be way easier for you to express because then you're no longer filtering every your, of your experiences to what, oh, what, what is these people thinking of me? Because if that's a lot of your filtering, then you can't really express yourself. Yeah. Through, openly and what what the expression what are means of expression for you what is your means of expression are you drawing are you doing sports are you I, dancing I think just be, just just be, being able to when i speak speak whatever i want to say regardless of what other people's response will be and saying like the most i, I like the, the that idea of saying like something very outside of the norm that nobody expects you to say and then you say it and everyone like starts like what the fuck and then they can sense that energy of like pure expression because like you said that thing that you know that's not politically correct or that it's a little bit outside of the box and and people people gravitate towards that because they're just like oh actually this is this is true this person like what you know so I really like that. That that's what fascinated me for many many years about like meeting women and going out and meeting strangers is that like nobody knows you and you can just say what the fuck you want and you'll never see them again. <laughs> so <I'll>, yeah. <laughs> is that the reason I'm doing the podcast? I can interview people from around the world and they cannot do anything to me because it's on the other <laughs> side of the screen. Um yeah but i can see i'm i'm very curious uh, i love to you know to to get to know people um nice. but so yeah. so for you it's more the communication part it's it's your expression yeah. at the moment yeah just just like some people say like sometimes people meet me and they're like ah oh, you're really extreme like you really say like you know like just an example i'm sitting on a table with people i just met and i huge and i do a, a huge burp like Bleh. You know, and there's people are like, what the fuck? And then I just like, <laughs> I just like, yeah, just be yourself. <laughs> and then everyone is like, oh, you really just be yourself. You just you take it to the extreme, in a way. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, but 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 exactly what you say it's somehow triggering me, and somehow it's like I try to like, yeah. But there's some conduct of you know politeness to not barb. But on the other hand, with my kids, if they need to fart or barb at the table, I'm like, so what? We're at home. In yeah, the middle I mean, the, those those conducts are just human constructs. You know, they're not really real. There's just human constructs, human creations, but they're not inherent to your to your true self. They're not inherently there. Like if you look at a child, you know, a two year old child your child doesn't give a fuck about what's your ideas about what's appropriate or not appropriate no uh, i just had these weird images from my kids we just talked this weekend about it there's my son is soon going to be eight and my daughter is 10 um probably shouldn't mention that on a podcast everyone can listen to <laughs> but um both of my kids when they were small i do not remember somewhere between two and three years old they were just i mean my son was just like come like Oh, I made a caca. I'm like, where? In the living room. 
right? Just like, luckily we had a big dog, right? The 60 kilo dogs. I was used to pick up stuff with a plastic bag. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I, you know, you look like, yeah. like this came out of this little boy and, and my daughter did the same in the garden. She's like, I need to shit. And she just, you know, was crunching and shitting in the middle of the garden. And we're like, okay. And he's like, yeah, but our dog is doing the same. Like, actually, yes, right? But of course, I mean, start imagining people just like, I need to shit in, in the middle of a shop starting shitting on the floor. Yeah. But so, of course, there is some degree of like, you got to <laughs> be aware of other people, you know, like when you grow up. But I think the main thing is not uh, being able to not be scared of doing, to express yourself, you know, not being scared of that. That doesn't mean you, you're always going to be like, most obnoxious, expressive person, because sometimes you have to as well be reasonable and understand where other people are coming from. But if you have the, if you, if you have that capability, then you can choose to not do it instead of just making, being out of fear of doing it, you know, or, 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 yeah, out of fear, not doing it because you're fearful that what will the others think? Um, I yeah. mean, there's two things again. Jesus, a half an hour ago, I said, let's wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, let's wrap it up soon. Yeah, for sure, man. Let's, it's a long one. Yeah, I had a two hour in, interview before, uh, two and a half hours. But um, anyway, I got a call like an hour ago, so I need to see what's going on. Um, yeah, what, yeah, Tim Ferriss had an interview with one guy, and he also said, like, getting over the fear of doing things, like being yourself could be like just laying down in in a, in a shop just laying down on the floor and looking at the lights or whatever and when people come by say you know everything is fine don't worry um you know that's like if you if you feel like sitting down in the middle of a shop because you just feel like you should be able to do it because this is not you know as i said it's not like some some stupid thing to do but if you really feel like to sit down in the shop and just look at i don't know <laughs> the fruits there you should be able to do that, but people will not do it because like, oh, what will other people think of me? So if you want to get over that fear, why don't just sit down in the shop when you feel like and just tell the people, no worries, I'm okay. And then sit there for the five, 10 minutes you need. Um, and the other thing is flew away of my mind. So we are actually good, <laughs> I think, to, to close up with that one. But is there anything I forgot to ask you which you would like to ask or something you want to ask me. I mean, that could also be. If I want to ask you, well, what did you, what was the biggest takeaway you took from this call? (laughs) Um, That we were jumping around. (laughs) That was one thing. And that for me, it was really like the, you know the different pieces i've learned which which come together from your experience right so uh, it's just a good reminder and um you know it's what should i say uh, don't don't yeah like don't try hard um yeah don't have a plan b or have expectations right so if you do something mm. just go for it and take small steps without expectations so do not plan ahead. I mean, as you said, it's not as easy as not planning ahead, but do not get um, get too invested in, in the plan in the future, mm-hmm. but have can, use the plan in the future as a direction. Yes. And, yes. and, and do, not use, um, do not have too much expectations. If I do 
this or that exercise for a week or two or a month, I will be whatever, right? I go into the fitness center and after a month, I will have wide shoulders and I'm losing my belly. And then after one month, like Jesus, I don't feel better. But you haven't really seen what happened inside your body because there's still this fat belly on the outside, but on the inside, you might have changed a lot and then you give up. So that's definitely one of the many things. I mean, there was many, many things, believe me. I mean, <laughs> you're just pulled from so many directions, uh, which makes sense for me. I do not know how it is for the listeners, <laughs> but <laughs> they make sense for me. And yes, I cannot le leave it. I had written down, who are you? As a, let's, let's keep that as a, no, let's first say, how can people reach you? Before I ask this question, how can people reach people you if they want to learn from you? Yeah, they reach me on Instagram, Barokash Diogo. It's my name the other way around. Uh, or on Facebook, search also, for my name. Also Barokash Diogo or Diogo Barokash? On Facebook is Diogo Barokash. <laughs> I will write it in the show notes. So, and we are ending up. So people, thank you for listening that far. And this time we just make it as a cliffhanger. Um, and thank you, Diogo, for, for being so honest, <laughs> really honest. Um, last question, who are you and who are you not? I am God. <laughs> <laughs> That's very triggering and provocative for many people. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, yes. Or do you want to have more? Well, what I'm not, I am, I am not the object of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. And Pleasure, man. See you.